Hi, listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Draw Shop, and we've got something exciting for you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been asked what you do? We all get asked this, right? Have you then answered and then got the response of totally glazed over eyes or just the look of someone politely smiling but definitely not caring? It sucks. I know. I've totally been there on both sides, actually. That's why my team and I at The Draw Shop now offer a service to help you perfect your elevator pitch so that people immediately understand how you can make their life better and so that you can use this anywhere in your marketing. It's the single statement that compels your prospects to take action right away. Here's what happens. You meet with an expert copywriter on our team to define the problem you solve, how you solve it, and the transformation your customers experience after working with you. From there, we'll turn that into a short and sweet elevator pitch just for you and create a compelling one-page visual story to help the world better understand your business and how you can help them. For a special limited time offer, we are offering you this service for one-third the usual price, valued at $1,500. Yep, 70% off. Again, this will only be available for a limited time, and we've already seen incredible results with our clients changing this one single statement. So to get your word perfect pitch today, head to www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch now. That's www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I'm guilty of always getting stuck because I want it to be perfect. I want it to be so awesome. When what I should have been focusing on was instead taking the right path to doing it the right way and then being okay if everything wasn't perfect. In episode 40, I talked about adding a digital course to your business. I covered what most entrepreneurs get wrong about adding digital courses to their business, how to come up with a winning online course idea, the keys to success when it comes to adding a digital course to your business, and how to make sure you actually finish your digital course. I talked about that because those were most of the things that I got wrong the first time I tried to make my own course. So today, I wanted to share my experience on actually creating a digital course the first time and then after that, particularly the things I did wrong and then how I got it right so that if this is something you're considering doing, you can learn from me. I've been talking about this a lot because... I have this feeling where I want to share it with everyone because it's such a great opportunity and I feel like now couldn't be a better time to take this opportunity. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you, I am literally telling everyone, like from my sister-in-law who is a marriage and family therapist and a professor to my friend who can grow an amazing garden to my husband who's a genius when it comes to remodeling and flipping houses. I'm just mentioning it to everyone who could add this to their business because just about any kind of business could probably have a digital course. And it's kind of like, no matter what you do, there is this opportunity and 
I really do believe that it can add incredible growth and it's just a really great tool to, to supplement what you already do in your business. And by supplement, I mean in revenue, but also in value for your customers. So if you are listening to this or you listen to the episode where I talked about the value of adding a digital course, then you probably have a spark of interest in doing it. And if you're not all the way in, I would guess The objection to adding a course to your business is probably not adding the course itself. Because after all, if I told you that it would magically be done and all the content was put together for you and all of the strategy to knowing what the course should be, who to market it to, how to price it, and how to get people to actually buy it, if all of that were handed over and done for you, I'm sure you'd be over the moon excited to add this to your suite of services or products. You'd probably be like, yeah, I'll totally take that opportunity of adding a course to my business. Like who wouldn't want that extra monthly revenue coming in? But the real objective is not even the confusion of what kind of course it can be, but it's how you will do it. And so I wanted to share what it was like for me and I'm gonna be honest about it and tell you why I failed the first time and the mistakes I made And then I'm going to share how I finally did it and completed it and how I'm doing it the right way on another course. I remember back years ago having the idea to create a course and I shared the idea with a friend and he said, that's a great idea. I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. And how hard could it be? I mean, I know the content. I can set up a camera, film some stuff and bam, this is going to be so easy. I I was really excited. I totally thought with my smarts, I'm going to get this done. I'll upload it to a cool platform, put some marketing dollars to it, and bam, I'm going to help so many people. But then a year later, there I was in the same spot. But even worse, because I was totally deflated. I couldn't keep up with what I planned to do, and I kept getting stuck. And then eventually, I just quit. And I want you to avoid what I did so that you can do it the way that doesn't exhaust your funds or your time or your emotions and instead inspires you, which spoiler alert is what I ended up doing. And I'm going to come back to that a little bit later in this episode. So whether you're considering this or you already have a course maybe, and you want to make it better, or you're creating another course like I am, I hope that what I share will help you in not making the same mistakes. So let's talk about some of those mistakes that I made. The first thing, (laughs) I did it on my own, or at least I thought I could do it on my own without any guidance. It was just kind of like, I'll take this on, I'll write out all the content, I'll plan it, and I'm just going to do it myself. And it's it's not even going to be that hard. And I can probably get it done within a couple of weeks. The truth is... The first time I really thought it would be a lot simpler than it was. But once I dove into doing this thing and doing what I thought was right, I was totally stumped and got deflated. What I needed was step by step, but I needed it from somebody who'd actually done it and had a proven method. Yes, I could probably go onto Google and figure it all out and and do all this research, but things would then pop up. And there were things that I thought I knew about, but didn't quite know about, didn't know how to put together. And there were so many different aspects to it that I realized I just didn't know. 
And that's what threw me into a tailspin. That was rough. And I'm sure you know that feeling of overwhelm. When you get an idea, you can see what it's going to look like in the end. And you think that you can just get there so easily. But the truth is, is that we need guidance and we need help. And that's not a bad thing. The next thing was that I didn't validate my idea with my audience or my ideal customer avatar or my community. I just dove in blindly and started creating content, content that I thought would be so valuable, but it turned out it actually wasn't the thing my audience was asking for. And that is so important is to really understand what is it that they need? Oh, the next mistake that kept me stuck. I wasn't even excited about the topic and I should have been. My first idea to building a course seemed like a no-brainer. I thought I had this thing, it's part of our process, and it's the thing that I'm going to teach my audience and teach other people that maybe aren't customers, and they're going to love it. And part of it was that I knew it was valuable. I know that it's valuable because I've incorporated it into my current course, but just being a standalone didn't get me as excited as I dove into it. As I dove into it, I, I just wasn't lit up. And I realized that it was the idea of having a course that excited me, but not necessarily the topic that I chose. The next time around, after I validated it, and after I really realized what I loved about my own business, that's when I got excited. I knew it because it excited me doing it in my own business. It excited me to talk about it with other people, to implement it, and to help others with it. And so my course is on building sales funnels and I love doing that because there's there's just so many fun aspects and I love marketing and there's so much marketing in it. And that is fun for me. So being able to create content where I'm so excited and I get it and I know how it can really help somebody, that lights me up. So it was a big mistake the first time when I didn't pick something that lit me up. Now, It's not everything to me, this topic. It's not like, oh my gosh, this is the thing that I'm most passionate about in my life. No, I have other passions, but it was something that got me excited to build. And that's what matters when it comes to staying motivated. I'm excited because I can teach it. I'm excited because I know how it works. And most importantly, that it does work. And here's the big thing. It will get my students from point A to point B be. It will take them where they want to go. And that's what people want, right? They want results. And when you know that you can bring somebody results, that is exciting. But even with that excitement, another big mistake for me was the imposter syndrome. My digital course coach, Amy Porterfield, who you've probably heard me talk about a lot, talks about this as well. And it's that whole thinking of who am I to teach this? Who am I to teach these people how to create a sales funnel? Am I even qualified enough to be on camera and to teach this content? Do I even speak okay? Am I even interesting? What about all the other people that are doing this? Aren't they way better than I am? Okay, well, here's what I can tell you. That kind of thinking got me nowhere fast. I had to hear it from someone else, not even my own pep talk, 
And even though it's something I would say to somebody else, I had to hear it from somebody else that I needed to stop worrying about what other people think. And it's like, I knew that, but I couldn't quite grasp that mindset when it came to building a course and filming myself. I was totally underestimating how much I know. And not to brag, but I actually know a good amount when it comes to marketing and copywriting and building sales funnels. I mean, I've successfully built a business doing this, but still I would wonder, do people even care what I know or how I did it? And here's the truth. Some don't care. Some really do not care. And even if they do, I'm not going to be the person they want to learn it from. But then there are some who are in this part of their journey and they do care. And that's what matters. And what matters is that I need to go all in for those people. Next, oh boy, I overwhelmed myself with the digital course platform. I spent money month after month on a course creation platform that I never ended up using. And then I spent money month after month on another course creation platform that I never ended up using. I just bought what people suggested on different boards or emails that I received. And I bought in so quickly that suddenly I had all of these subscriptions every single month and my platforms were blank. I had no course material uploaded. And that definitely wasn't serving me at all. I got too hyped up on having the course and the platform and all that it can do and looked at all the bells and whistles, but I didn't really know how to use it and how to put it all together. Oh my goodness, which leads me to another big mistake. I set an unrealistic time frame to figure it all out and have it done. I tried to squeeze so much in so that I could have it done by a certain date. And with not knowing what I was doing, none of these goals got met. Of course they didn't. How could they? I was like, I'm going to have this done by the end of this month, and it's going to add this to my quarter, and I'm going to achieve this goal and that goal. Oh my gosh. All that did, especially as I kept seeing more information and wondering how and when to do which part of the course and how to put it all together. Oh, holy cow. It was such overwhelm, such overwhelm. And you know that feeling when you set yourself up so big and the the goal is so big and you get so overwhelmed because day by day goes by and you realize you have not even inched yourself closer to where you need to be. Oh, it's the worst feeling. So because of that, And then also not knowing how to even price my course or what that price point might be, I also set an unrealistic goal for revenue. And ultimately, with all of this, I overwhelmed myself so much, I got to the point where I just threw in the towel and I quit. And as any of you entrepreneurs know, you hate failing at something, even if you know it will lead to something else, of course, We all know that mistakes, if you allow them, can lead to opportunities, can lead to something great. But that interim, that moment when you've quit and when you failed, well, no matter what, it just sucks. It's an achy feeling to quit on something because so many of us want perfection. We want to meet those goals. I'm guilty of always getting stuck because 
I want it to be perfect. I want it to be so awesome. When what I should have been focusing on was instead taking the right path to doing it the right way and then being okay if everything wasn't perfect. But getting stuck on perfect means that it will never, and I mean never, get done. But as much of an entrepreneur's experience will go, it was all of these mistakes that led me to the victory. I think I know your type. Let me guess. You're the kind that's 100% willing to put in the sweat equity to get after your goals, as long as you're given a step-by-step process that leaves nothing to chance. Am I close? Okay, then let's get this out of the way. If you've been listening to me for the past month, you know I've been talking a lot about my mentor and friend, Amy Porterfield, and how she is the queen of digital courses. If it weren't for Amy, I'd be slinging just another online course because a good digital course, yeah, they're anything but set it and forget it. That's why I'm excited to let you know that for the first time in a year, doors to Amy's Digital Course Academy have officially opened. And I've got a bonus package for you that will help you speed up your way to course creation success. But you have to go to my personal link at thedrawshop.com forward slash Amy to get your hands on it. Joining Digital Course Academy in 2018 turned out to be a game changer for my business. It's a ridiculous deal that she's offering, and that's why the doors won't be open long. So go see what's on the inside at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash Amy. If you're down to chip away at that list with daily baby steps, make sure you hop inside Digital Course Academy alongside my bonus. Wait, Summer, what's the bonus? Well, did you hear my intro today where I talked about how my team and I at The Draw Shop now offer a service to help you perfect your elevator pitch so that people immediately understand what you do and how you can make their life better? It's the single statement that compels your prospects to take action right away. Well, your bonus when you join Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy through my link is the elevator pitch. That's right. When you join, I'm going to give you this service for free, meaning you'll get to meet with one of our expert copywriters to define the problem you solve, how you solve it, and the transformation your customers experience after working with you. And from there, we'll turn that into a short and sweet elevator pitch and create a compelling one-page visual story to help the world better understand your business and how you can help them. You can take this exact statement and infographic and use it for your course. I seriously can't wait for this program to change the game for you. Just head over to thedrawshop.com forward slash Amy. And when you join, we will get notice and send you all the details to get your bonus. You've heard me talk about our trainings and adding a digital course to our model literally changed my life and the growth of my business. This is hands down the fastest way to crush your course creation mental roadblocks. So head over to thedrawshop.com forward slash Amy because it's only there for a couple of more days. Okay, back to the show. The mistakes did become an opportunity. And so now let's talk about what I did right. So just after my first failure of trying to create a course, a friend of mine suggested that I follow a podcast and the female entrepreneur behind it. She said, you are going to love her. Well, I did. You know, when you just listen to someone and they speak your language, it's like they live inside your brain and then 
They create content to answer your most pressing questions. They empathize with your overwhelm. They empathize with the things you're battling with in your business. They empathize with the things like imposter syndrome and all the personal stuff that comes along with being an entrepreneur, running your own business, and all the challenges that you face. And then they perhaps geek out on the solutions of productivity and marketing. Okay, so basically... I'm describing Amy Porterfield, right? When I first heard her podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Every bit of it, every episode had something that I could implement immediately into my business. And that was just the beginning. Then life got busy and I phased out a little bit of listening to the podcast every week because there were other things that I just had to do. And it's not because she wasn't awesome, but it's just because sometimes things in your life take over. So when I first attempted to create this course that I thought would be the biggity bomb, I didn't have a coach. I mean, the thing is, is I kind of did. I just didn't take advantage of it and I just didn't realize it. Well, after that brilliant idea of a course fell to the wayside, there was an email that spoke to me. And it was an email that was telling me about this free class that Amy was having. Oh, I remember Amy Porterfield. Yeah, look at all this stuff she's talking about. I mean, the email spoke to me like nobody's business. It literally outlined all of the reasons I wanted to have a course, all of the reasons I never finished it. It spoke to the mistakes that I had made, and it pretty much laid out all of the things that I would need to know to do it right. It showed me how I could get from point A, starting from scratch, to point B, having a completed course and launching it and how to do that. Obviously, when I read this, I was hooked. I was like, okay, hello, I have a problem and you just told me that you have a solution to it, right? That's like genius marketing right there. I was the perfect avatar. Oh my gosh. I needed Amy as my mentor and I was so in. So I signed up and I was hooked again. So as if I already didn't like her, now she's got this class that she's teaching on how to build a digital course. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so hooked. Long story short, I was trained by Amy in the most simple, executable way, how to build and launch a digital course in my own time from starting from scratch. I can't even like begin to tell you how incredible it was because not only did I build one, but I'm now building two. And I want to talk about some of the aspects of it and how I did it and how I felt doing it. So you can kind of get an idea of what it should look like. And it's not going to be exact, but you're going to get an idea of the work that goes into it and how guided it should be. So in the beginning, She literally helps you put together this whole plan so that you know when you're going to be launching, what weeks you're going to be working on. You really just have this whole vision of where you're going and you fit it in to match what you've already got going on in your calendar. So I took this plan and I scheduled everything. And then I followed this plan step by step. And one thing I know is that if you give me everything at once, I will get excited and I'll look at what that outcome can be. And I think that I can do it. 
Visualizing the outcome isn't the problem. It's getting overwhelmed, that is. That's the thing that would stop me. And I discovered that I would get way more done by scheduling less into my days and weeks to move this forward, not having so much pressure to get these pieces done. So that meant not trying to crash course it into two weeks, but actually dripping out what I needed to do. And that led me to feel like I was moving the needle every day, every week. And that alone kept my motivation up. So that's how I actually got this done. Because I can tell you that if you cram too much into a short period of time, that's when things start to fall off. They pile up and pile up. And then you get overwhelmed. The excitement dwindles. And then the quality of the work that you're doing is really not good. And then you start to second guess that maybe this is just too much and it's not worth it. So in order to do this step-by-step, I only scheduled and put on my calendar what I absolutely knew I could do. Then, and only then, if I wanted to, I could jump ahead. But for the most part, I took small actionable steps each day and moved the needle significantly each week. Way more than I got done the first time when I was trying to do it all within a short period of time. So let me explain it like this. There's something to be said for the slow and steady wins the race. You know, that that whole theme. I am one to get so excited that I want to rush to the finish line because I see that outcome so vividly, which is great. I love visualizing. I love that. But in saying so much yes in such a short period of time, it made me end up saying so much no. See, I kept adding more and more to my list so that I could get this thing launched super fast. And I like being accountable and I like having deadlines. But have you noticed that when you squeeze too much into a short amount of time, you end up not only not getting that stuff done, but you are now in the state of overwhelm. And then you start to slow down on all of the other things that do need your attention because there's still other things that need your attention. Whereas if you give yourself realistic actions that you can achieve in a realistic time, suddenly you look back month after month and realize how much further you got. And that was my experience. What I loved about Amy's path is that she pretty much does this for you. She tells you what you need to focus on right now and not even think about the other stuff yet. It will come. But for now, just think about this one thing. And that alone was gold for me. It was so freeing because then you're doing each step with total intention and you're doing it the right way. You're being mindful. And let me tell you, when you do something with that mindfulness and that intention, the outcome is so ridiculously good compared to just rushing through and trying to get it done quickly. So now let me dive into what we did. We started with the most important part, which was what kind of course will this be and why? So now I had to decide what the course is going to be. Like, what will this winning idea be? And this was so important because you think you know until you actually go through the process of validating your course idea. And that's when you start to learn so much more. This was the process that made me really learn where the value of my business slide. And it actually helped me learn more about my customers and what their real pains and frustrations were. 
Once my idea was validated, she then walked me through coming up with a name. And this is huge. And she actually had science based around it and how you phrased it and how the name alone is so critical to getting people hooked immediately and understanding what problem you're going to solve for them. There were multiple formulas based on the type of course. So each type of title was different. But I'm telling you that once you decide and have that course title, you already feel like a winner. You feel like you have accomplished so much and it makes it so real. We then determined what the pricing would be, and that was determined by the type of course it was. And again, something I had totally gotten stuck on before and couldn't see the forest through the trees, there's nothing like the right mentor to pull that out of you and ask the right questions. It's like each thing that I ticked off got me fired up to keep going. I love checking things off my list. And it was just like, okay, I'm this much closer to getting it done. And the thing is, is that when you go through the way that Amy takes you through it, you keep having more clarity, which makes each step easier to do. Okay. So then after that, it was deciding how I was going to teach the content. And I will say this too, you have options. Some people like to do a course and they, they have it planned out and then they want to teach it live and then, and then maybe they'll record it. Or maybe it's all visual or maybe it's video and handouts or PDFs, or maybe it's just audio and PDFs. I mean, there's not just one way to do it. And that actually was a really big relief because the two courses I created were actually done differently. And I really saw, okay, this one might be more video heavy. This one's going to have more PDFs. It's just understanding that it's all okay, however you decide to do it, but just knowing what you are going to do. Like, is this going to be mostly video modules or is it going to be audio? I've done all different kinds. I have done courses that were all audio and then they had little handouts. I have done courses that were all video and then there's a live interaction. There's so many different ways to do it, but you don't have to get overwhelmed because she walks you through this and makes it easy for you to decide. This was the point when I really realized how overcomplicated I did everything the first time. I completely overcomplicated everything and it was so unnecessary. Maybe it was necessary to lead me to doing it this way because I could have kept going. Maybe I just don't see how I would have had a successful course at the end. I don't think that I could have pulled it all together. Doing it this way just kept my brain so much more organized. Oh, and then this part was so amazing. She taught me that even if I had never offered this type of course to my subscribers or email list or audience before, there was a whole way to get them excited when I was ready to launch. And that's really important because there's a lot of people that are like, I've never done anything like this for my customers. This is going to be out of the blue. How will they even care? Trust me, she has a whole plan for this. So this was when she started to introduce this idea of pre-selling before even launching your course. And I'm excited to share this with you because you might have this pressure that 
you have to have everything totally done. And you do, you want to finish your course. But something cool about pre-selling or having a wait list and having that launch date in mind gets your audience excited. It allows you to get them excited. And then once they're excited and waiting for it, it also puts that fire underneath you and that excitement to get it done. And you can actually pre-sell or get people on a wait list while you are still creating the course. You can even launch the course and still complete your final modules or pieces of the course. Seriously. I kind of want to reveal a little bit more of how I'm doing it, but I also want to see how it all plays out so that I can share a really good success story. That's my goal for this this latest course that I am doing because this will be that first time that I am going to pre-sell and have a wait list. But here's the thing. Regardless of having those final modules ready, I have the whole entire course mapped out. I know what the content's going to be. However, as I drip it out, I'm going to learn from my audience if maybe there's a different thing that I can do or maybe there's something extra I need to add in those final modules. And I'll know that because I'll get the feedback from my audience as the course is being dripped out. Some people even do it week by week. So if they have a course, they lay out all the modules And like I said, you could be doing it live if you're doing a weekly live course or you're hearing what people's questions are and you tweak what that content is so that you are answering those people that signed up. You're answering their burning questions. It's pretty cool. And it also is a way that takes pressure off of you in terms of time and it keeps you super engaged with your students. I have a schedule for everything in my business. I mean, like our, our content and our promotions, everything is scheduled out well in advance when it comes to blogs, campaigns, podcasts. There's a calendar for all of the things that we need to tackle and for how it can all support each of the things in our business. And what I love is that you're able to do this when you're creating your course. So just remember that you can do that. You can have it scheduled and you can say, okay, here's where we're going to start to pre-sell. Maybe we're going to give people an early bird price. Maybe we're going to have them just enter in on a wait list so that when it's ready, we can let them know. And I think that that is such a genius idea. And I think it's something that maybe some other coaches don't teach because you think I have to have it all done and perfect. But I think the great thing about it is that you not necessarily perfect it. Nothing's ever going to be super perfect, but you can keep revising it and optimizing it as you go. So there it is. Those are the things that I learned from, the the mistakes I made. They're the things that I would have done differently And you have a high-level view of how it all comes together. And by the way, some other overwhelming things might be technology, might be how do I even market? What if I have a tiny email list? These are all the things that Amy covers. And so you want to just make sure when you set forth from going from point A, starting from scratch, and you, you set yourself on this journey to reaching point B, Trust somebody who has done it. Trust somebody who has made the mistakes. 
because they are going to help you tremendously because they know how to avoid all of those landmines. And I could not have done this without the support of Amy. So there it is. That's it laid out. I super, super hope that you are considering adding this to your business. I really, really do. I just think it's like such an amazing opportunity, whether you are a financial planner, if you are a life coach, if you're in real estate, you're an investment banker, you're a skincare expert, whatever it is that you do, there is something within you that you know better than a majority, a good handful of people. You know it better and you can turn that into a profit-making digital course. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.